What is going on, everybody? This is Party Card Sports Disc Golf Edition. I'm Cody with your co-host, Nate. Your co-host, Nate, coming at you with the disc golf another time. Super excited. I am super excited. Disc golf is one of my favorite things to talk about, even though sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes maybe shit. And you know what? This weekend, I think, is... The perfect representation of oh, that. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes, sometimes maybe, maybe shit. Both of our first rounds, I think you you and I would both be happy with. I shot three down. You shot one down. Some strokes left out there for sure. But yes, I was very happy with the way I played. And I was I think you would be happy with the way you played. Yeah. I, off the tee, I was pretty solid. Putting was absolutely fucking fire. All fucking day. Drain some long putts that, honestly, I didn't think I was going to make. But, you know, on an open course like Andover is now, unfortunately, after the tornado, really kind of took that course from a very challenging course, very fun course, to a pretty kind of like pitch and putt course almost. It's a longer pitch and putt course. The wind definitely did play a factor a little bit because it came out of nowhere. It it was up and down, yeah, for sure. I think the fact that it just came like all of a sudden it was fifteen mile an hour wind was kind of annoying, but at the same time, like we get that all the time. It's yeah, Kansas. I mean, it's Kansas. Either you can play in the wind or you can. If you can't play in the wind and you play in Kansas, you probably suck at disc golf for sure. Uh, other than that, no, man. I I really liked the first round. I thought I thought I was. We're both on lead card. Yeah. Going yeah. into the second round. Really excited. First ever advanced lead card. What? That was crazy. For what? Me. I was thinking, dang. Second second time I've ever played advanced, and I'm sitting there on lead card. I have a chance to win? Fucking advanced ain't that hard, right? And then I crashed back into and then the, the inter- abyss of reality. The intermediate player showed up. You... Do, do you think you just tried too hard to push instead of just playing the game? Absolutely. I, I, re- I wanted the win too I, much. I saw it happening, but as your competitor, I definitely didn't try to help you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm afraid of Cody because if he starts hitting putts, I'm fucked. Yeah, and, and when it rains, it kind of pours. Because yeah, it even, did. Even with the, the whole, yeah, I was trying too hard. Your boy also couldn't catch a break. No, no, you couldn't. There was some times where I th- I thought I felt like I threw a really good shot, and some things just didn't fall into order, and it really it, it spiraled. You, mean, you remember last week we were talking about that the old Shane Falco the quicksand getting in quicksand that I tried to fight back out of it. What happens when you fight out of quicksand? You get deeper. You sink, and and sometimes there's just there's just no way out of it. And it happened. I will fully admit, I, I shot, I went from on the lead card to last in the division in one round. It was... You finished that low? It was last. Yeah, it was bad, bad. Thanks. It was, it was rough. I, I was not, it may have been, <laughs> since you've always been on that dieting thing and not been trying... You know, no drinking, no doing anything fun. Boring. 
It was the first time I just wanted to go home and slam a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> and call it a freaking night. <laughs> you know? But I didn't. I kept on the diet. But they, I was close. I was close. That is something you're going to learn playing MA1. Where playing in intermediate, you can play like shit and get away with it if you only do it for one round. Playing in MA1, playing in the advanced division, you have to quickly learn whether you have it for the day or you don't. And if you don't, you have to find a way, like we talked about last weekend, to stop the bleeding, get your pars, and get the fuck out. That is something that I had to learn the hard way. My first year of playing advanced of, I can't always chase the leader. I have to realize... Oh, yeah. I, I have to realize, okay, the lead is out of my reach. I have to stop the bleeding and fin- and try to finish the best I can now. By the time I switched to that mentality, because I think at a certain point, uh, we all were thinking this at a certain point. Okay, Deadman's running away with it, right? There's no chance we catch him. But by the time I thought about that in my head, it was kind of already too late. I was already on the downward spiral away. And at that point, I couldn't save myself. And see, I was, I wasn't doing anything really spectacular the second round. I was making a lot of long putts, but a lot of them were for par because I wasn't getting off the tee very well. But Deadman was putting extremely well. He was getting off the tee. He was making long putts. But up until the last few holes, I was still within reach. We go to a par four. And I'm in prime position. I'm 120 feet out. And I'm like, I can throw this in for two. And he can only get a par. I can make up two of the four strokes right now. And I try to throw it in and I go 40 deep. And instead of making up two strokes or even one stroke, if I just lay up, I get no strokes. Oh, I, that's not what I thought you were gonna <laughs> what you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna talk about your what the fuck. I, Richard I'm gonna talk about that too. <laughs> we get to the what the fuck Richard moment. Absolutely, the worst. Not the worst shot you ever thrown. I've seen. I don't know, dude. That was a pretty bad shot. I I didn't understand what had happened. You, I was I was trying to throw a shot that I had no business trying to throw. I was trying to take an overstable disc, the max, and try to throw it as hard as I could play, as hard as I could and cover 330, 340 feet and power hyzer this shit through some trees because into a headwind. Right. And I absolutely grabbed the shit out of this disc and almost found OB that no one thought was in play. Oh my gosh, man. Like, absolutely. I think the worst shot I've ever fucking thrown. <laughs> you went straight right. Like, Pretty the, much. The, let's say the basket is literally straight in front of you. You threw it to the right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what happened. Me and, me and Dedman were actually standing way off to, to the left side and just like sitting there watching you. And you throw it and I just go, what the fuck was that? And I can only imagine what the people on the on the tee box of whole one, we're watching like this motherfucker's on the lead card of advance. <laughs> what a scrub! <laughs> yeah, not a good moment. But after that, I'd realized that the push was over. I, I couldn't make anything else back. I only had to play for podium. Then you were fighting with Harv. No, I uh, no that no no. 
I, I, I was pretty at that point after Harp also had taken the same score on that that same hole. It was pretty much over. All I had to do was not fuck up, and I didn't really have to worry about Harp. I was already in for a podium. I just all I had to do was not fuck up. Now on the last hole, I didn't have to run the forty-five footer for a birdie, but I did because I didn't want to finish even par. And because I did, I ended up bogey in the fucking hole because I ended up forty long and missed my comeback, bogey in it, and I had to fucking finish tied for third instead of solo third. Yeah. You so. Got my deal is, is that that's my second podium in a row. Super excited. Never going to be pissed off about a podium. I can always be mad about how I finished. Because I finished absolutely horrendously this week, or th- last weekend. I finished absolutely terrible the weekend before and gave up a chance at a win. So, two third place finishes, back-to-back weekends. Consistency or the lack of the... The lack of ability to finish the job. Personally, as a self-critic, it's the lack of the ability to finish the job. I can't get the job done in the last few holes. However, I'm giving myself opportunities to win. I'm just not taking those opportunities. I'm not capitalizing on those chances. I need to finish the job. Um, Another thing I noticed while we were playing the lead card is, man, I don't know if this happens a lot in... Obviously, I haven't been on lead card in advance before. I don't know if this happens a lot, but we were waiting on basically every single hole. And you would know, does that happen a lot when you're on lead card advance? You get stuck behind slower groups? Well, in bigger tournaments, it always happens. In bigger tournaments where you always play 90 as the cap on an 18-hole course, yeah, you're you're always waiting because you're always playing 5 to a card. In this setup, the first round... Every card was three people, or Zoom three or four. And we had we, we were the only we were the only card with four people. Four. I think. Yeah, we got done pretty quick. Yeah, we zoomed. We got we got done in like an hour and forty minutes. But we changed to a five a five person setup to kind of open up for the the age protected groups, and I think that's what caused kind of the backup. That's another thing that I think. Uh, I need to figure out how to set a pace better. So I've, I've always been like the pace golfer. Yeah. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's shoot, let's shoot. So that's what we do. We just, right. let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, it stemmed back to when we played like a bunch of casual rounds. We're like, let's just, let's play, let's play. It's just us two play. Boom, 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 let's boom, just boom. throw. And, uh, I think that played into the first round. We were moving good pace, good score, good score. Absolutely. We're sitting around, we're not moving, cooling down, yada, yada. Bad score. Real bad score. Let let that maybe sink into your head a little bit too much. Bad things are going on. Now you're sitting there thinking about them. You're not worried. Your next shot's not 100% in your head. I mean, I started the round bad before we hit the backup, so I'm not going to blame anything on that. I do think there is. I'm not I, blaming the backup. I do think there's some truth to that because I'm like you. I like to play quick. I like to get up. I like to throw my shot. But I also think that me playing that fast gets a lot of other people that happen to play slow that I might be playing with out of their rhythm. Because I get up, I throw my shot, and they're like, did you throw? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go. I'm already up. I'm already up. Like, It's your turn to throw. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. 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 
Hurry up and fucking think about this shit. That's why. So I, there's I, a game inside the game. It's I like a donut that. hole inside of <laughs> a donut hole. So that's another thing I've noticed since um, you know not drinking as much during our rounds lately for the past couple months is that I really notice time now in our rounds. Like when we go out and play party card rounds and PGA rounds with bigger groups and give Sunday fun day stuff with, with bigger groups is. I really notice how long it takes. <laughs> when you're when, not drinking? Whereas before, I'm just like, cool, more time drinking the beer, having another cocktail. I'm cool with this. You know, I have to make a new cocktail drink or whatever before. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and shoot, whatever. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now, I'm just sitting there going, why have you not shot your shot yet? Why are you not on the tee? Why are you not at your tears? Why are you not putting? Why are you running? And so I think that's something I need to work on for sure. But man, do I notice it so much more now than I did before. Yeah, I just I think that I've just played at the advanced level, especially with certain people that happen to play very slow or had played very slow. So slowing down doesn't really affect me as much anymore. I'm just kind of used to it, and I just kind of nonchalantly like, eh. Now, now before we move on, the I'm sure. I could learn from this, and I'm sure people out there, even in smaller divisions, or any division, as a seasoned veteran, when you start to get upset during your round, what do you do to kind of stop that and really just go back to neutral and go about your round and play the best of your ability? I like how you call me a seasoned veteran. The seasoned (laughs) veteran. Uh... You know, I haven't really been... It's been a while since I've been super irritated in the tournament round. You know, last year, I spent a lot of time, like, our biggest tournament keeper last year. I got hurt. I, there's nothing I could do about it. And I played hurt. You know, no big deal. Uh, I got hurt. Uh, got hurt last year. Same thing. Back injury. But as for getting irritated, especially this year so far, people can't... People catch breaks. That's what irritates me more is when people catch breaks and it seems like I'm not getting them. That's the only thing that seems to irritate me. And how do you ring game focus from that? I really lately I've I've been really good about just kind of like, huh? Just kind of shrug it off, like, huh? But what what's going on in your mind? You're just like, you tell yourself like, it is what it is. Just, Almost, I mean... There's no breathing technique. There's nope. no nothing. You're just telling yourself... Before the, you go into a round, you're just telling yourself, like, you can't do anything to affect their play. The, the thing... Every time I go you. into a round, I always assume I already fucked up. Every time I walk up to a putt... That's the real pessimist. Every time I walk up to a 10-foot putt, I always say, I already missed this putt. I've missed this putt a 100 times. I've missed this 15 putt a hundred times. I've missed the same putt from right here a hundred times. Huh? Oh, huh? Huh? Just another shot. You just, know, and I just think just another shot. Just another shot. I mean, so many players always harp on one shot. Oh my god. <laughs> always just dwell on one shot. And I'm at that point where I've been playing long enough to where uh I'm over it. Like, one shot's not going to d- define my tournament. Unless it's a really cool shot. Then it's going to define my tournament. Especially if I played last shit. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, man. I just... I'm, I'm at that point where... 
I know my abilities and either I'm playing good that day or I'm not. And it is what it is. Like you said, nah, whatever. And I think, I think that attitude pisses more people off than they would say, because I would say I'm a decent player. I'm not a great player. I'm a decent player. But I think me having that attitude makes other players think that fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. You heard, you heard the advice first from boy, Nate, the season bet. Now let's move on. No, we can't really move on yet. We're not moving on yet? We got to give a shout out. Oh. Party, oh. Ca- party card didn't get skunked this weekend. Party card OG. OG Chucky Boy Hickey with his copper knees and all. Copper knees and all. Didn't even have to get in the hot tub afterwards. Takes down MA50, taking it upon himself, making sure Party Card did not get skunked this weekend in Andover. We shout you out, Chucky Boy. Good what, dub. What a tournament, my Chuck. Would have took MA40 if he would have played. Man. Instead, he, he took MA50. What, what a, a guy. guy. What, what a, a guy. guy. Now, we can move on. <laughs> so, Music City wrap-up. or Yeah, Music City open wrap-up. Once again, for the third time this year in the Pro Tour, coming off Chase Card is our winner, Simon Lazat. Finishing eight birdies in a row in the back nine. Yeah, after your boy shit the bed. Hey, we'll we'll get to that later, okay? We'll we will get to that later. We're we're talking about the winner right now, okay? Simon Lazar. Well, we know who wasn't the winner. We yeah, about hundred and thirteen other guys weren't the winners. You are correct. But Simon Lazar, first tournament, first major tournament. First win pro tour win with with MVP. Which you know, when you brought this up to me, when you texted me shortly after it kind of concluded, asking me if that if that was his first win with MVP, it made me kind of start to think, I have not heard a lot about James Conrad this year. At all. Yeah, I don't. It's almost like since his, his world's finish, he's kind of fallen off. I mean, last year he was on a couple league cards. He did okay last year. But this year... I haven't seen him on League Card. I haven't seen him on Chase Card. I haven't heard any we news about gotten, him. We haven't really gotten to the woods courses and the technical shot courses that he's known so, for. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll be there um, later on in the season. Now that we're really focusing on it because we're doing the show and we're, we're, you know, doing our own tournament stuff and we actually are, and we're doing our pickums and all that, we're actually paying more attention. I'm sure we won't notice him as much, but. Because it's so early in the season, but when we get to those technical courses, I'm sure we'll see his name again. Or, or we won't. We won't because <laughs> he's okay. This is a throwback to our episode that we recorded earlier. But he's defined by one shot. <laughs> That's just true. Like, just like earlier. We were asking if a certain wide receiver was defined by one catch. It's the same thing. I think it's a little different because you still have to play three rounds to win Worlds. You can't just win Worlds by one shot. His whole whole career and success all dictated around one singular shot. shot. Sitting into a playoff that, I mean, I wouldn't say he won, but definitely Paul McBeth lost. Well, Paul was going... For the win because he had seen Conrad basically throw it in the hole twice. Anyway, we've talked about that before. Let's get back to our boy Simon Lazat. MVP. Uh, 
MVP first ever win. I mean, he's been up there in a couple pro tour events. Glug, 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 glug. Man, I gotta stay hydrated. Gotta, on this. gotta stay hydrated. You're staying hydrated. I gotta stay hydrated. I wouldn't say I'm staying hydrated, but all right, it is fluid. I gotta drink enough water for both of us. That, that is true. Electric lights. Gotta. And you gotta drink enough alcohol for both of us. You're a big cat, dude. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but Simon's first pro tour went with MVP. I think that he does get another one, maybe two. He's playing really well. He's putting really well. And Which is it's surprising a, because he said he still hasn't really found a putter that he actually likes. That is, that is surprising. Because if you can't find a putter in disc golf that you really like and you're still winning, it's kind of fucking scary. Yeah. it's if, say if, He doesn't like the double mold when it comes to he says it feels weird. But the way he was putting in that last round and basically the whole tournament, he's pretty good. Other kind of notables, James Proctor makes another top 10 finish. I mean, James Proctor, who? But this guy has been in the top 10 in almost every DGPT event this year. I think there's only one that he didn't finish in the top 10. A guy that just does all the small things right, doesn't make... He's made like one lead card. Other than that, it's kind of he's kind of bit lived on GK Pro or whatever or Gatekeeper. Ricky comes back healthy. He makes his first top ten finish, finishing at eighth. You're shaking your head. What what are you shaking your head about? Just ah, uh, uh, it's it's tough to see your it's tough to see legends dying. I don't think he's dying. <laughs> I. I think the fact you that want, Rick, yeah, that Ricky these, came back and made a top ten at a course like Music City. I mean, it's not a hugely difficult course. I think the course that they're playing this week at, uh, I think it's Blue Ridge Championship, a Silver Series is way harder, mostly because all the OBs at Blue Ridge. Yes. But still, Music City, where you're playing against Chris Dirksen, who's won that. Tournament several times. Adam Hammes that plays really well at that tournament. You played against Paul McBeth, who kind of played like shit in that tournament, but he's been playing while Ricky Wysocki hasn't. Simon Lazal, it's been playing, but Ricky hasn't. And he still comes in, takes eighth, kind of quietly, too. Yeah, it just... With his injury stuff the past few years, it's just rough to see him consistently not in the top five area like he's used to being. I think it's only a matter of time. I think if he can stay healthy and this is just a precursor to what we're going to see the rest of the year, I think Ricky is going to do just absolutely fucking fine. You, you might be right. It, it'll be interesting to see. So Based, we'll, we'll figure out after this weekend where he finishes in Blue Ridge and kind of judge the rest of his season off of that. What, what I want to know from you is... is how did your boy not get you two points? We're gonna talk about it that was later. So we're gonna do easy. that. We're gonna do that later after we do the FPO wrap up. Oh, we have to talk about that. Yeah, we gotta talk. It's, yeah, we gotta talk like about my. Unimportant. We gotta talk like about my future ex-wife, Kristen Guitar, taken down the Music City Open. What do you do when you miss your first Pro Tour podium ever? Well, I'll tell you what Kristen Guitar does. She takes second in the next Silver Series event. 
No one cares about Silver Shades. And then she <laughs> wins the next Elite Series event in the Music City Open by beating Paige Pierce's ass, who finished 27th, who finished 7th, 15th, 15 over par. Bad round. Ba- bad rounds. No, no, mostly bad round. Rounds. She had to play three. Yeah, but she had her first round was terrible. And her other two weren't good either. I don't think she shot under par at all. That is the difference between being the best female player in the game. She shot a better second round than Tatar. So? You said she was never under par. She shot a better second round than Tatar. Oh, she shot one under par round. Was her first round that bad? Yeah, it was a 78. <laughs> that is the difference between being Kristen Tatar, the best female Stop. disc golfer in the world, and Paige Pierce. We'll see at world. I don't know. At this point, Paige Pierce might not qualify for Worlds. She, If she doesn't win, she's down there barely middle she of the road. She already has a win. A win. Wor- a win doesn't qualify you for Worlds. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Not worried about it. And Paige is also skipping seat here, or Silver, silver series. series. So, yeah, whatever. Points for them. Other notables in the FBO division... The oldie but goodie Jennifer Allen gets her first podium for the DGPT series. Holland Hanley and Missy Gannon both staying very consistent with their seasons. Holland Hanley finishing fifth, Missy Gannon finishing seventh. I believe both of them have finished top ten in all their DGPT. A name I haven't seen very often, but uh, I've actually seen her social media stuff. Yeah, you uh, have. Is Macy uh, Valdez? Delete it. I, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Finishing second. But finishing on a podium. That's pretty good. And she's actually has a great throw. And I uh, do not know her as a player. I will not comment. Yeah, I, I just know her from. I've seen like she was on. I think she was on like a TikTok video or a Facebook video. I was watching, and then I looked up some of her throws and stuff on Instagram. And she's pretty good. Is that the what the? I have no idea what you're trying to say to me right now. But, but yes. she was pretty good. So she's not the girl with the... I don't know what you're trying to talk to me about right now. But <laughs> great top top podium. I don't see her name very often. She's not one of those names that jump out at you. But I wanted to throw it out there. Good podium. But not Kristen's guitar. Uh, Owen Scroggins kind of dropped off in this tournament too. Yeah. I feel like her age is going to catch up with her, especially in this this middle part of the season. I say, I say the middle part because they're about a third of the way done. I mean, Owen should be playing in Masters, the same as Jennifer Allen. I mean, yes, they can play with some of these other women in the top tier on the shorter course courses, but on the longer courses, they just they just can't play with them. And then I'm pretty sure this was. Uh... The first return for Paige, formerly known as Bajerkis, but now Paige Shoe. No, was that last week? She's played in a couple pro tour events. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. I, I For some reason in my head, it was. It, I thought I heard that it was her first event back. No, I believe that she played the week prior, and and maybe that's what it I want. I want to say that week. she she played in Vegas too, but I'm not 100 percent no, sure. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I mean. To be 100% honest, she hasn't done anything noteworthy, so 
Not gonna count. Honestly, if you ask me about FPO, besides like a handful of people, they're all new names. Like, I don't. I don't think. I think we're seeing a lot of new people jump up there. Obviously, we've heard of Rebecca Cox, Missy Gannon, uh, Haley King, uh, Owens. We've heard of all those people before, you know, along with our top tier: Christian Atara, Paige Pierce, Jennifer Allen. Those people. We yeah, you with. say her name first. We, we we talk about those people all the time, but like like we said, Macy's up there now. There's a bunch of other people I just haven't seen before, and FPO is getting more competitive. More names getting thrown in. What I don't like about the FPO division is that their sample size, when you look at pro tour events, is about half of the MPO field. So the MPO field's getting about 100 to 115, 130 players. Then FPO, you're getting F- 50. FB- FPO, you're getting about 50. Which, you know, yes, after the top 10, you see a huge drop-off in scores. But as you just said, you're looking at the top 10, and there's names in there that you haven't seen. And oh, you don't uh, yeah. know. And I've never heard of, and no offense, I've never heard of Heidi Lynn. Or Lane, whatever. Haven't heard that name. Uh, Sarah Gilpin. Never, you know. So, Ali Smith, I don't know. So it makes you wonder how many more of these FPO players are out there that aren't getting their shot. But, you know, hopefully it gets figured out because I watched the Throw Down the Mountain tournament with the Lynn's twins. Mm mm mm. And they throw, well, one of them threw pretty good. And I think that she could definitely play with this FPO field. Maybe not at the same level as Chris Tatar or Paige Pierce when she's playing at her top. But I think in a tournament like this, she definitely could place right in the middle of the road for sure. What I just want to see out of FPO is more of a close, like, like you're you're saying, there's such a drop off. Right. But there's not only just such a drop off after the top 10. There's such a huge drop off after the podium people in most of these tournaments. It's right. like it's like oh you got your your guitar like in this tournament you got your guitar so minus seven then you got Jennifer Allen minus two Macy minus two and then you have all the pluses after that. There's right. no, there's no evens there's no minus one it's just boom you're into over bam over 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 constantly. I want to see. Let's go up to our MPO real quick. The tight field where there's a couple strokes going into the last round by three cars. We're talking about the first place through sixth place is separated by three strokes. And if you want to go just six strokes, you're all the way at top ten. Yeah. So six strokes in the top ten. And all those people had a chance at some point in time to win the tournament. Even up until the last round. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I want to see stuff like that. Or, even, I don't want to just the drop-off of, like, oh, I can shoot under par, and then all of a sudden, they they can't shoot under par. I don't understand. I, I know it's harder, but and the, the, the sport's still growing in that direction, but just the... It seems like they're they're really good, and it's really bad. It's like it's like me when I play 
sometimes really good around. Sometimes, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes really bad around, <laughs> and that's what you're seeing a lot in the FPO. Yeah, I can see that. So, moving on, we had our party card pickums that we introduced last last week. Cody, you picked Adam Hammes. I picked so, Chris Dickerson. And you know what? Score one for the good guys. Team Nate taking home the first dub. I should have got two points instead. I only got Not one. Hard to, to Cr- pick him. Yeah. When you didn't pick Chris Dickerson, you fucked up. No, I was trying to be actually fun and get an extra point on you for you picking weren't a top get, ten. You weren't gonna uh, get an extra point. I got a text message from your boy on Saturday. Uh, you really fucked up when you didn't pick Chris Dickerson. Blah, blah, blah. Bitch, bitch, bitch. I'll let you know. And then Chris Dickerson absolutely shit the bed and lost. Didn't only lose, but somehow tied for third just like his boy Nate. Hey, I'm just saying, great minds think alike. If I could tie third every time and Chris Dickerson ties, ties third every time, hey, I'll take I'll take that deal. Damn good deal. You should have got two points. I should have got your two boy, points. Your, the easiest pick of the year lets you down. I think it should almost be a negative point in my mind because he absolutely got torched in the last round. I mean, he but, obviously you know played you terrible. You can have your point. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. I was trying to be creative and I did research. You, you, still, took, you, you still, just took the easy pick. You wouldn't even got two points. You only get two points. I said I wanted to go for the, the extra point. You wouldn't have got an extra point yeah, unless you would have won. My guy outside the top ten would have beat your guy. You only get an extra point if I pick a top five player and you pick uh, outside the top semantics. ten. Semantics. I didn't pick a top five player. Chris he was Dickerson. the number one pick. Period. No. Yeah. No. Anyways, going on with this week's pickums. You can't pick Adam Hammers for the next two weeks. I don't think you're going to pick him this week or next week. I can't pick Chris Dickerson this week or next week. We got the Blue Ridge Championships going on, a Silver Series, brand new courses. Watch the practice rounds going on. A gaggle, a fucking gaggle of OBs everywhere. Not And not natural OBs, just a bunch of artificial OBs, bunch of bunkers, bunch of hazards. Honestly, without those, I think the course looks phenomenal. It's a course that I would absolutely love to play on without all the fucking marked OBs. <laughs> but without that being said, let's draw the cards. Flip the coin. I will flip the coin. Cody, you being the loser from last week, you can call it. Heads or tails? Tails. It looks like it's heads. Is it heads or is that tails? That's tails. That's tails? What a guy. So, I'll draw my card first, then, right? Is that how that works? Yep, you can draw your card first. Oh, you're going to draw right off the top. Oh, he got a deuce. So, you cannot pick the top two players. You cannot pick Ricky Wysocki or Calvin Heimberg. Oh. Dang. So I was that, actually really kind of hoping I'd get. So, now I got to pick my card. I'm not going to draw off the top. So, that means I'm probably going to pick my guy first. What? I can't do this. I I picked the fucking ace. Oh, I picked the Joker last week. So I could have picked anybody. So I just can't pick the number one player. I just can't pick Ricky. Okay. First, I gotta ask a question. Well, you get a pick first because you have the higher card. First, I have to ask a question. Huh. 
Is Gannon Burr there? As far as I know, he is there. If he's not there after we pick, we'll pull it up. But the last time I checked, he was on the roster to play. Okay, well, I'll, I'm going to put Gannon Burr as my pick. Fuck, is he top five? Or is he outside he's the top five? Four. He's four? God, I hope he's there. I'm going outside the top ten, and I'm going for two points here. God, I hope he's there. You're locking in Gannon Burr. Yeah. I'm going outside the top ten because I can't pick Ricky. And because you're picking Gannon Burr, I'm not going to pick Calvin because okay. that's not worth the points. I'm going outside the top ten. I'm going to try to score two points here. I'm going with a guy I gave props to for finishing in the top Proctor. ten. I'm going with James Proctor, who's finished top ten in every DGPT event this year. I'm going James Proctor. Pull up if no, Gannon Burr's playing. You pull it up because... Okay, okay I will pull up if, if... I pull it up, then I can look at the scores and then give a new pick. You pull it up. You tell me if he's there. Okay, so... Without making any facial expressions. Like I said, when I looked at the roster, he was there. Now playing... He is now playing in the Blue Ridge. Okay, so he's there. I'll take him. Okay. Locked in. So you're locked in. You're locked in with James Proctor. Okay. I'm locked in. I've got it pulled up. I'm trying to find where Gannon now, Burr is. Here, here's why I went Gannon Burr. Just because... He, he's consistent. He's consistent. He's a great putter. He's young. He's good. He has that drive in him to be the best still. He's been playing, having a good season. That's why I went with Gannon Burr. I'm sure you went with Proctor for the same reasons. Consistent in the top 10 on this year. I give, it that, give him props to that. We're both... Basically taking similar-ish players, I guess. And you're looking wicked bad. Did he DNF? Did, 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 you're looking rough over there. Either either I picked real bad or you picked really I, bad. I'm not going to say who picked really bad. But I'm scrolling and I'm not seeing if one of our... he's not saying he picked real bad, it's me. I'm not really saying bad. who picked really bad. I'm just saying I scrolled all the way to the bottom. I did not see one of our players' names. So, I'm going to scroll back through and make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> so, someone is not there, is what you're saying. I could have missed it. I've been drinking. I can say that. You missed oh, it. I missed it. Okay. So, your player, Gannon Burr, is, is one is, stroke back from your player as of right now. As of right now, yeah. James Proctor, minus six. One back behind Kyle Klein. You know what? I'll take that after round one. Let me... Last week... We were tied going after round one. You know, I'll take that after round one. I I think that if anyone's going to get you a point here, I mean, well, you couldn't have went Wysocki or Heidenberg, so, I mean, yeah. You know, just looking at this, I'm glad I didn't have to pick out the top ten because I was going to pick Jeremy Cohen. I I was never going to pick Jeremy. his name on here. Well, listen, I was using Statmando again. And apparently Jeremy Cullen wins a lot of tournaments in North Carolina. Well, that's where he's from, so. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So, like, hey, I'm going to let you look at my talk sheet here. So, I obviously picked James Proctor. Jeremy Cullen has had a bad day. At the bottom of my list, what is the other name listed right be- right beside James Proctor as my secondary pick? Isaiah Robinson. Isaac Robinson. And where he's at. Why did you pick that? Per- Why would you want to pick that person? Isaac Robinson, another very consistent player, 
doesn't go OB a lot, throws it right down the middle of the fairway, makes a lot of putts. Very similar to James Proctor. Hasn't had the same consistency as Proctor has had throughout the season, but Isaac Robinson had a lot of consistency and a lot of success See, last season. I think here. it's only a matter of time before Robinson has another win this year. So here's the thing. Me and you are using completely two different strategies. You're picking guys that are consistently playing good right now. What have you done for me lately? And I'm picking, I'm trying to go off of what they have done in the past and right now. We're right. Kind of doing a weird mixture of the two. I, I, I don't hate Gannon Burr. I think, I, I think Gannon Burr's a great pick. Here's the thing. Gannon Burr, I just wanted to pick because he's good and the top, the other guys aren't there. And if I would have had to pick outside the top 10, I'm really glad I didn't have to, but I would have picked Jeremy Colton and he's plus seven right now, so it would have been an instant loss. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just to kind of round out Day one of Blue Ridge. Ooh, sorry. Kyle Klein, minus seven. He's in first. James Proctor, Ben Calloway, Isaac Robinson, Eric Oakley. That's the <laughs> Harper thing. Thompson, all at six down. One I, stroke back. I think that's really surprising. You know, for for a completely uh, OB-ridden course, like you're saying, you know, lines everywhere. Eric Oakley is usually not that type of he, player. He, he can be kind of sporadic. We'll see what he does in the second round and see if he can uh, keep that cleanliness going. Not a lot of big names uh, sitting upon. GG, Garrett Gerthy, Gannon Burr, Albert Tam, Bradley Williams, Ricky Wysocki. I mean, that rounds out the top 10. Calvin Heinberg is 12. And then after that, yeah, you kind of your big names drop off. Matty O is, is there at 19th, which is only one couple strokes back out of the top 10 because there's so many a ties. Of names, a lot of Well, it's a silver series. Names in the top 10 than you usually see. But, yeah, man. I, 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 James, Conor- like James Conrad, week, barely even par. Just like last week, we were starting off first round really, really close. And even the second round last week was really, really close. The only difference is, is that I got two points on the line here. Because I went outside the top ten, and you took a top five player. And I think I like... I like Gan- I like Gannonburr. I think Gannonburr has everything it takes to come back and win this tournament. Absolutely. And a putt. I, Gosh, went, I, I went with James Proctor hope, hoping that you would go out of the top five and not pick Gannonburr, Wysocki, Calvin Heinberg. I was the only person at when I got a low number, I felt like I had to pick someone that's actually there. Yeah. And the guy that I wanted to pick that was up in that top five range was at this tournament, so I picked him. So that that was your that was your one of one Ganimber. Game plan. Yeah. Ganimber. You you never considered Ricky or Calvin. The only other person I considered <clears throat> was gonna be Chris Dickerson again. And uh, I'm, I'm still glad I didn't have to pick him. I, I didn't even see his name there, son. I didn't even look for it. <laughs> I'm glad I couldn't pick him. But that does our pick for the week. I got, who did I say? James Proctor. You've got Gannon Burr. One stroke back. I've got two points on the line. Year one. Hopefully next week I can see three points for the good guys. 3-0. It's going to be one to one at the end of next week. 
For sure. We shall see. Now, what you and I really wanted to talk about, well, what you really wanted to talk about, and I kind of wanted to talk about, some of our local news, our discussion topics. Let's start off with the less controversial one right off the back, but got a lot of buzz on on the Facebook and Twitters and social media. Let me ask you a, a simple series of questions. Would you say the comfortableness of a course drives up, you know, number of people that go there and play and feel safe? For like casual rounds? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, would you say a high population of, let's call them unsavory people, you say that that would make you feel more safe or less safe on a course? I'm not gonna sure, Cody. You mean homeless people? I didn't just mean. I mean druggies. I mean anything. So there are some. There can be some decent okay. homeless people, but I'm talking you're about. Right. I'm talking about the bads. Okay. So you're saying if a course is populated well, with what I'm saying is that at, at the certain specific course that I'm not gonna name names or anything like that. I saw. Two full-grown adults butt naked bathing in a in a creek before. Nice. Not so nice, <laughs> but yeah. Now, and I've also seen a guy passed out on a tree. Who knows what he's passed out from right before a tournament at, at said course. Some of us passed out on the course. <laughs> now, I'm not going to name a certain course, but let's say at all courses. You see that type of stuff. Would that make you want to play there? Absolutely not. Now, we're both guys, right? Pretty big. We could hold our own type guys, right? I'm small, but sure. And you were saying we wouldn't want to be... Would any female in their right mind want to go play that same course that we, as two full, healthy, grown adult men, would want to go play? Probably not. That'd be no. Right? Because something might happen and it rhymes with grape. Oh. (laughs) Now, also, even in a group... At a place like that, do you do you feel somewhat uncomfortable sometimes? Like something could pop off at any given minute. Yeah, you feel more comfortable with a group, but something like that could happen. Oh yeah. So with our group of guys, who fucking knows? Because some of them got some loud, loose fucking exactly, mouths. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So would you say that cleaning up a, a park like that, a course like that, would be a good thing or a bad thing for the community? I feel like that's just. Stupid question. It is a stupid question yeah, to ask. I mean, obviously it's because a good thing. Obviously it's a good thing. Right. And that leads us back to our community this week being so upset with a certain uh, person stating a true fact that the course has cleaned up and it's better now than it was before. Because Tent City is gone. Because Tent City is gone. We, we had a problem, ladies and gentlemen, with group of people some good some bad you know who knows that we're we're making people feel uncomfortable and not want to use the course and i i personally stopped wanting to go there because of that like i i know the course is hard and sometimes we don't like it all the time but i would still go play it every once in a while but i didn't like it i as a big guy felt uncomfortable sometimes 
Especially going towards that hole. Look, I know what course you're talking about. And I got a little feedback and uh, pushback when I said that this course was the absolute worst course in Wichita. And I'm not going to change my opinion. But the fact that it is cleaned up now makes it better. It still doesn't change the fact that it's the worst course in Wichita. But in any means, even at our clap course, we've had problems Problems with unsavory people. Un- sure, we'll use that term. Unsavory people on the course that Mama Hickey herself has had to chase off and has had to call the hot team out. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is the world we live in. Gratefully, we're not California. Gratefully, we're not San Francisco. Thank goodness. Crime ridden. But, unfortunately, this does happen. It does happen to parks. Not just disc golf parks. Not just disc golf courses. Everywhere. Not just here, but throughout the Midwest. Throughout the whole United States. It happens. And it's something that course managers, uh, disc golf shops that are on a disc golf course or ball golf course are going to have to deal with. And unfortunately, as disc golfers, if we want to play a course that has these, quote unquote, what what do you say? Unsavory people. Unsavory people. We have to learn to more or less coincide, I guess you should say. And here's, I like the way you just put that. And here's what I'll say about this. Is there... At the, at the course that Nate calls the worst course in Wichita, they, they to me, were not cooperative, right? It, we were like, hey, we're using this area for doing this. We we don't want to intrude on your guys' stuff, but sometimes they would intrude on our stuff, you know? Right. <clears throat> Whereas, I feel like a clap, yes, there's a D outlier situation that happens, but I feel like there is a pretty good understanding with people at CLAP. Because I've never had a real terrible, terrible experience there that you don't mess with the disc golfers. Or you if there's a big tournament here, hey, you just leave for the just day. Just leave for the day, come back later. You know, stuff like that. And I feel like that is a give and take a little bit. Right, yeah. I've never, I've, and at the other place, I feel like there was no give and take. And there, there was a lot of take. Yeah, had, had the fucking Eiffel Tower being built up back there. Uh, no kidding. Uh, and it, it, was, it, just, it felt like a really uncomfortable place to be. Whereas when we play a clap, I feel like I'm, I never feel in danger really ever being out there. There was that one time that guy was walking around throwing the hatchet. That was kind of. That was a little, little kind of sus. He, he never got close to us. So. No, he didn't. But fuck around and find out. And and if you ask people though, also that have lived in those neighborhoods for a while, which neighborhoods? Uh, clap. Okay. You ask them, hey, like, well, how do you feel about the disc golfers and this park and how it was before and is now? I guarantee you, all those neighborhood houses that have been there for a while, people living there for a while, would all say, we're glad that the disc golf course is there now, and so many people use it because the park seems safer. I guarantee you, there wasn't as many people running, biking taking their kids, their dogs out there before the disc golf. Well, turn, turns out you don't go running, hiking, or taking your kids out on a fucking ball golf course with no, balls it, it, flying Claps everywhere. has been closed down for like four or five years. I mean, it, it, yeah. 
So it was just a big park for four or five years. I wouldn't even say it was a big park. It was a big open field with sidewalks. Exactly. You think people were doing any jogging through there, biking or anything? I bet so. No, because your thing that rhymes with grape could have happened there. And now it still can. And now, but it it but it seems it's a lot safer. There's more people out there. Someone can hear you scream. (laughs) There, and I feel like that has increased since disc golf and disc golfers go there i would not disagree with that at all now the weird thing about the other course we're talking about it had a police station on it and it still felt i'm still bad yeah that doesn't give it away i don't know what will (laughs) but we had a guy bring up the fact that it left and he just got absolutely berated like he had like he had personally went in and murdered all these people and took the tents out himself and burned them. Wow, dude. You that's, just went out with a murdered. That's wow. how bad these people were, were berating him online for no reason. Yeah, it was definitely overreacted by certain people. And just... I think the community had his back eventually. For, in the for, for the most part, absolutely. I mean, for as much as I don't like said course, it ab- absolutely cleaning it up regar- regardless of... The quote unquote, what you like to say, unsavory people. You know, it does help the course and it makes it more playable for the recreational players, the casual players that want to come out, women that want to come out by themselves and not have to feel like they have to carry a certain sort of protection. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for me usually drinking alcohol and playing disc golf. I would probably be caring every time I go to that course. Well, that's 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 what I'm. That's what a point I was going to bring when you brought that up. I was like, we all like to go out and have a few beers and shoot around. Well, guess what? You can't protect yourself at that point in time. Pretty much, yeah. By, by Kansas state law, yeah. Yeah, even, you cannot. Ha- you even, can't even have an iPhone. I, I was about to say, even if in, you had a self defense, yeah. You might be able to use pepper spray. I don't know you, how that works. Yeah, you can use pepper spray because it's not lethal. But. but who knows if he gets sued for using pepper spray nope. on someone because he's intoxicated. You cannot. Nope. Because not legal. But if you have uh, a knife or any sort of firearm on you and you have any sort of alcohol on you, whether you drink it, drink it or not, and even in self-defense. You could lose your license for, for the gun. Well, you don't need a license. It's, it's a constitutional carry could, state. You could lose that off. Well, you probably going to joke. That's a felony. Yeah. I would know. I, I kind of keep up with that shit. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that, like you said, a lot of us that, you know, like to play disc golf usually like to partake in beverages and other substances. And, that, and we like the alcohol version, but it's the same, exact same with the, you know, devil's lettuce version, too. That, that's what I said, other substances. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we grow on the whole cleaning up courses of quote-unquote unsavory people. <laughs> Where the fuck did you even get that? I don't know. I'm trying to stay woke, man. <laughs> I'm going to need to find a fucking new podcast partner. Guys, Party Card Podcast is uh looking for a new disc golf host. If you guys want to let me know, just go ahead and hit me up on... Yeah, Nate's taking a sabbatical. <laughs> sure. But anyways, uh, no, I, I think cleaning up course, irregardless of unsavory people... Or just general cleanup is, is always important for leave, tournaments or casual events. Leave the course better than you found it. 
is absolutely always what you learned. And like I said, you, you may have had good experiences with certain people out there, but for every good experience you had with someone out there, there are handfuls upon handfuls of bad things that have happened. Absolutely. And people, just because your personal experience may have been more been pleasant, doesn't mean that that's the only experience people has out there. And you can't just fire on people without even knowing how they feel about the situation. Either. Oh, different type of firing. Mm. Yeah, you can't do that type of firing either. Sadly. Sadly, it's not the Wild West. But that's not the only bit of controversy this week, is it, Nate? Unfortunately, I was on the receiving end of both of these. Apparently, I was wrong. Because <laughs> I said one course was really bad, even though it got cleaned up, it was still bad. But unfortunately, I was also wrong on another controversy in our local setup. Sunday, not so fun day anymore. Sunday, not so fun day. Unfortunately, party card member and great friend of ours, Old Justin Hart. You're using my word again. Great. Okay. Great friend of mine. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you say about the guy. He might be an asshole, you know, but he's still a good friend. I always say you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Yeah, well, that's why I ch- keep Chuck real close. You just never know about that fella. But no, uh, Justin Harp, good friend, party card member, flock team member, plays a lot around. Sunday, fun day. Very local turn, well, not even tournament. Very local event goes on Sunday. Plays on a little pitch and putt junior course that Chuck and I set out, and really became very popular amongst the locals, and pretty much became the the Sunday layout because people, it makes clap fun. Yeah, nice and short. The, there's four holes over 300 feet. The longest hole is 340 feet. For most pros, it's something you could go out, not strain your body. Just, just get some throws in for the for a, a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Just get get your throws in, especially after a, 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 a Saturday round, tournament. Drink a beer or two or round. three or four. But anyways, Harp always plays multiple rounds. Why? I don't know. Because he can. So he plays multiple rounds along with another player. I'll remain. I'll have that other player remain. Nameless. Nameless for now, I suppose. Because we don't have his consent. Sure. <laughs> I, I dropped his name earlier in a couple podcasts ago, but uh, they they both played multiple rounds in the advanced division. Harp ends up taking first in the advanced division with that other player in second after playing two rounds each in the advanced division. They both move up to play in the pro division. Harp plays two rounds in the pro division. First round of the pro division, absolutely trash. Just like it's first round in the advanced yeah, division, terrible, absolutely terrible trash. Terrible first round in the pro division. Needless to say, long story short, Harp ends up taking first in advance. After shooting lights out. And then first in pro. And everybody, abs- I guess I'm not going to say everybody, some people absolutely lose their fucking shit over this. Oh, yeah. The. This was the most commented on reaction-based com- uh, status, I guess, on the media, on the social media this week, for sure. Let me tell you, for something that doesn't involve me or didn't involve me didn't directly... Didn't involve me at all. <laughs> I've never been more on fucking tilt than this fucking shit. 
And it, it brought up a new pet peeve. And I guess it's not a new one. It's just one that I haven't said out loud. But if you don't play an event, or if it's a reoccurring event and you haven't played recently, you don't have the absolute fucking right to say a god dang thing about shit. If you didn't play the event, you can't say a damn fucking thing. Period. Or haven't played the event all year. That's what I'm saying. Most people in this comment section about this, I haven't seen on a Sunday Funday roster recently or ever. But likes to comment on how it's ran. Exactly. And unfortunately... You know what I, you know what I find more annoying is that these same people always seem to find comments about how all these uh, events are ran bad or whatever. And it's, I'm not just talking about Sunday Funny. I'm talking about any event yeah, at all. Absolutely. And they comment about how it's bad even though they didn't play it. And I go, well, why don't you run it? Why, why don't you event? run something? Yeah. And they never do. Needless to say, something like this had happened before. I actually have the exact date if somebody listening to this wants to go back and look at it. March 12th. Hart plays multiple rounds in the advanced division. Doesn't take first. He does cash, doesn't take first. Then he plays one more round in the pro division. Takes first in pro. No one said a damn fucking thing. But because on last weekend, he takes first in advanced and first in pro, it's a huge freaking deal. If he doesn't win pro and or advanced, no one says a damn thing. But because he won both, someone had opened their mouth. And because someone opened their mouth who doesn't play the event, there's going to be a rule change. And because that guy, I hope he listened to this. I'm not going to say his name. But fuck him. <laughs> because he has no freaking words. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, wow. <sighs> Ah, dude, I, hmm. I've never seen a, I've never seen this guy. I've never played, played against this guy. Double mute our mic and tell me. But yeah, never played against them. Never seen them. Never heard of them. I I am in agreement. I don't know who he is either. (laughs) And and he's running his mouth. Hey man, at one point in time, I posted on there that, um, that, uh, gif meme of Patrick Starr showing back up to his little rock house Ooh, like, yeah. who are you people but I mean you and I can both agree that in our local community there's the usual suspects who like to there voice is, up yeah. and surprise, surprisingly they didn't I didn't see any one of them because they know how it's ran and one of those them those same people would take those same advantages absolutely though. yeah for sure and like I said, I don't have a problem with what Harp and this other player did because I play against Harp and that other player week in, week out, yeah. every single weekend. You know what's here's my big thing with it is uh, I have in the past taken first in intermediate and moved up with you guys because we were like, hey, we're going to play again. And I was like, well, I've, I've already set the score in intermediate. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, well, and I've cashed in advance too. Right. Yeah. And no one's ever said a word. And I've said exactly. I've done that a handful of times. If you're not if you're not gonna call out a lower ranked rec to intermediate situation or intermediate to advanced, why are you gonna call out this situation? 
You want to know why I think? It's because it was Sunday, it was Easter, and these guys didn't have anything else better to do besides to bring up some fucking bullshit online, and they wanted to feel important. They wanted to complain about something, and they found it. I'm... Harp, I'm... I think it's a harp thing, too. Like It's I, not a harp some, thing. For some reason... It's not no, a harp no, thing. Every no, time... No. Every time... Well, you're probably not wrong. It's not just a harp thing, but I swear, anytime harp does anything remotely... I guess bad in their words, it just becomes a humongous blow up. Well, he he's a good guy. You know what? I hope all those people that call him out. I hope when he finds his disc, their discs, I hope he doesn't give them back. I hope he gives well, now, them to me. So let's talk about the rule change now. Alleged, the alleged rule, change. alleged rule change. You can still play as many rounds as you want to, but you have to stay in the same, same division. division. Okay, cool. So now that one person is going to go out. If he's really good, he's going to shoot first, second, third, fourth, and now you're still not going to make any cash. And see, we had this with Keenan. And then people were pissed. Yeah, when when Keenan shot multiple rounds in pro, and he went in first, second, and third in pro, and it's like, well, no one else is getting paid out. So wh- what do you want people to do, guys? Do you want to play multiple rounds in multiple divisions, or do you want to play multiple rounds in the same division and take all the money? And you can't, and by a business standpoint, i got to stand with, with Ducks on this. Is you can't just say, oh no, you can't play more than one round because then you're losing out yeah, on business. You're losing out money. And he- here's another thing, in specific to Sunday Fun Day and other events like that. Sunday Fun Day and some other events that Ducks runs, typically pro is $10, where AMs advanced and lower or $5. And you can't use Duck Bucks. Right. Or store credit for those people that don't know what Duck Bucks are. But more importantly, even if, irregardless of store credit, you cannot make a player move up to pro if there's a cost difference between AM and pro. Now, if it was the same, absolutely. You're like, hey, you know, it's the same cost. You've taken this division so many times, we're going to move you up. Which is why they don't force him to play pro. Right. I mean, obviously, I think we can both... You know, kind of come to the conclusion that Harb doesn't hurt for money. He works a lot. He works his ass off. Oh, Harb. No. He spends a gaggle of money on Harp, disc golf. Harb don't need no money. Yeah. So, but you never know. Harb needs to give us some money. Hey, hook your boys up. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> we need some new equipment. But uh, you never know what anyone's, you know, financial situation is. You can't no. force someone. Maybe, maybe I only show up to league and I only have $11. But I want to play two rounds. And that's... And now you get no ace fund. I get one ace fund. I get, you better, you better I get, pick that I got, right le- I got $11. You better pick that right ace 50, fund. 50 <laughs> But, so, when there's not... When there is a price discrepancy or a price difference between divisions, you can't force someone to move up. So, everyone is saying, oh, you got to make him move up. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, you can't because there's, there's a price discrepancy. But... In this specific case, Harp, move the fuck up. <laughs> so I can, so I can win a few. <laughs> you fucking bagger. But, no, it, it really did. I have never been so much on tilt going through these comments. I was a shit stirrer in these comments. I was just I was just posting shit to try to get reactions out of people. And it was fun. Dude, I, I... Do you know how many comments that thread got? 
Oh, it was like up in the 120s. The last I, was, time I, said, I, I, I stopped like at 68. No, no, no. I, I, I finally just stopped and just like, you know what? I, I better be a good guy and just stop. It, it, it was at like 120 by the time like I last looked. But the only thing I can see that maybe they change it up a bit is if they did something like you would have to offer more than one type of like way of playing. If you you can't because for a business standpoint, right? Like I just said, right. You can't say no. I don't want you to play multiple rounds because you're not only giving up on adding money to the to, to the pot, pot. Right. adding more interest from other people outside looking at that, going like, "Hey, man, there's like 30, 40 people playing right now on Sunday Fun Day. If I come up there and win, I could win some money." Uh, but also, you're missing out on revenue from merchandise. Say you go out and lose a disc on the course, now you get to buy a disc. You're losing out on cons- uh, concessions and. Uh, Beer, you're losing on beer. Yeah, from, from the a, booze. A actual marketing thing, you want people to be there as long as possible. So of course Absolutely. you're gonna allow that. Yeah, for sure. So the only way, if you wanted to say like, oh no, you can't play multiple rounds, you'd have to start making up like you get. There's one singles, there's a doubles on some. There's a Sunday Funday singles, Sunday Funday doubles. Then that's how you get people to stay around. But See, that's I've just seen, too much. And then you have to. It's harder on the pe- employees that work Absolutely, there because now yeah. now. They're not only trying to keep track of the singles, the doubles, the whatever, but they're also having to do the still the concession stands and everything else and all everything else. It's all just, just snowballs. It's, it's too yeah, much. Absolutely. In my opinion, it's too much. <laughs> so it and it's always been on any flex that we've ever done at Ducks, it's always been you can play multiple rounds. Yeah. Every, every time. You can move up, you just can't move down. Yeah. Which was what happened here. They started advanced, they moved up to pro. And everyone fucking shit their goddamn pants. And if we all want to be honest, uh, from what I heard, allegedly, is Harp didn't even want to play a second round in a throw. Good for him. Good for him. He didn't even want to play that for he that that first place he got. He didn't even want to play that round. Yeah. So what? Who? He wanted to play his fourth round in a different division, but was. Yeah, because Damien wouldn't let him move down. Well, okay, well, I guess you're just going to call out Damien like that. I wasn't going to call him out. He's the tournament director. It's his event that he puts on, well, more or less. Well, it makes sense he wouldn't let him move down. Yeah, those are the rules. Once you move up, you can't move down for the day. Yep. Which I think is the way to do. I'm sorry. If a, if a rec player wants to play rec and then plays the next round at intermediate and wins intermediate, says the score, and then moves up to advance, and somehow kicks my ass, kicks your ass, kicks Harp's ass in advance. All the fucking power to him. I'm not going to be butthurt about it, dude. Shot a great score. Good job. I'm not going to be pissed off that you won three divisions. I'm like, now, will I, be, will I be pissed off if a pro wants to come down and play advanced a little bit, but he's only hurting himself or herself? At that point, though, I'm looking at that, and I'm going... Oh, you think you're funny, and I'm going to uh, play four rounds, and I'm going to beat him. No, I'm not. No, I'm, it, That's because you are you don't ever, you barely only play Sunday fun day in the well, mornings. Well, I mean, it, and even if it's a Saturday flex or, or a Friday deal, uh, if, if somebody really wants it that bad that they're willing to play that many rounds to beat me, they can fucking have it. Sure. I, pff, go ahead. Uh, sure. You shot a great round. I don't care. Good job. If a pro wants to come down to advance, all the power to him or her. You want to play for fun money? Go ahead. 
my five bucks is not going to make or break me. As long as they're not douche, douches. I'll, I don't give a fuck. Dude, nah, they, I hate douches. If they, if they want to play for duck bucks, go ahead. Because if you lose, guess what? <laughs> That's more duck bucks for me, son. Because here's the thing. If Harp doesn't cash in pro, all the pros are sitting there like, thanks for the donation. That's... That's what I was going to yep. say, too. It's like, mm-hmm. if the, the exact opposite, all those same pros have been begging... For more people, pros, yeah. For more pros. And then when someone comes in and wins, they're mad because they won. Because I'll be damned. I move up to pro, and then all of a sudden they get butthurt because I shoot one fucking good and, round. And also, like, to justify this, and I'm not meaning any disrespect... I'm meaning disrespect. To, uh, to heart. No, to heart. Oh, okay. Is, listen... All the people saying he's a pro. I've beat Hart before. In rounds, in these flexes before. And if I can beat you, you're not a fucking pro. <laughs> Dude, it's Sunday fun day. It's a pitch putt course. If you're I'm on, you're no, on. But I beat Period. Him, I beat him on other courses. Too. Right. So I'm just saying, like, if I can beat you, you're not a pro yet. Pro pro or Harp is like a rec player at Oak. Oh god, he's Worse than a rec player at Oak. Then they, he's a novice player at Oak. All right. Everywhere else, advance is a good spot for him. Because <laughs> you, like we talked about before, you have to be willing to make the move to pro. Absolutely, yeah. You you have to be willing to, to take your lumps and know that you're going to get your shit kicked in for a little bit. Yeah. Unless you're really that guy. And And most seasoned pros... Not myself. I'm not going to walk up to them like, yo, man, I'll pay you for a hundred bucks and beat them or anything. Or I'll pay you 10 bucks right now. I'm going to go head to head with you. And they're not, they're going to be like, haha, okay. And it's like a donation to them. Like, I play Harp 10 bucks. I'm taking his ass to the cleaners. Not, not for a hundred? <laughs> at Oak? Oh, at Oak? God, he doesn't even stand a chance at Oak. All right. So next Friday. $100. Bring the Crocs. At Oak. Oh, going with Crocs. I'm take, I'll take him down on Crocs. Rock out with the Crocs out. Yeah, but anyway, that kind of sums up our whole controversy for this week. Our whole social media buzz. The craziness that is our disc golf community. Gotta love it, though. Even even the controversy. Oh, I even even I bet you do. It was I, fun. I didn't want to, but... Man, some people would just put me on tilt sometimes. I wasn't. Here's the, the funniest part to me is this. I, I probably came off as on tilt in, in, a, in certain comments. I was never mad. I was. I was never mad once. I was, I was. laughing. Anytime I I post something, I was just laughing. Like, I hope somebody says something back to this. I That's might have funny. been a little intoxicated at that time, but homeboy could have got the hands. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's our disc golf spill for the week. Cody, you got anything to add? No, man. I'm just, uh, I'm actually not playing much disc golf this weekend. Your boy has to play, play a working man over the weekend. So, well, that sucks. So I won't be able to do too much disc golfing. Maybe I'll get on a Sunday fun day round as long as no one's mad at me. I'll try to make party card proud at Park City in, in the rain and the wind. I'll, I'll do my best. I do it for the brand. Do it for the brand. Everybody, that wraps up disc golf for the week. We'll see ya. We'll see you next week. You guys keep the party going on out there. We'll keep the party going on in here. Boom.